0: Hello, Blue Jays. Welcome back to the Johns Hopkins newsletter podcast. I'm your host, Lauren G. We at the newsletter are excited to share the ins and outs of Hopkins with you. From recaps of pressing Hopkins news, interviews with notable community figures, to peeks into daily student life. Make sure you tune in every other Thursday. First, let's get into our weekly recaps of important events and unique perspectives around Hopkins. This past week, Hopkins affiliates and community members engaged in a series of events to protest against the Johns Hopkins Police Department, or JHPD. The event spanned an entire day, beginning in the afternoon with a walkout, followed by a march around campus, and finally concluding with a vigil at the Homewood Museum in the evening. During the walkout, students voiced their frustrations with plans for the JHPD. In an interview with the newsletter, Senior Bonnie Jin emphasized how the Hopkins and Baltimore community has been protesting against the JHPD since her first year at Hopkins. Jin said, I was at the first march around campus in 2018. It is absolutely ridiculous that as I am ending my time at Hopkins, we are still having this conversation. The newsletter reached out to university administrators for comment, but did not receive a response by press time. Read any major listicle about the top food cities in the U.S., and you will seldom find Baltimore in the conversation, let alone even in the top 25. In her recent article titled, Is Baltimore a Food City?, Leisure Editor Greta Morris tries to set the record straight. As Morris points out, Baltimore doesn't fall short on the vibrant street food culture, the fine dining scene, or even the diversity of cuisines. Even at Homewood, you can find food trucks lining streets as well as local restaurants not far from campus. To correct this seemingly unfair exclusion, Morris found another critical, more empirical method for measuring the best food cities via a Wallet Hub study. The study's analysis involved a broad swath of food-related questions, including the availability of grocery stores, access to fresh food, and the presence of specialty food stores like butchers and breweries. Results demonstrated the disparity of food variety and quality between affluent communities and food-insecure populations. In terms of food cities, Baltimore ranks 85th on that list. Maris states that, if Baltimore is to truly be considered a food city, it has to be so for all of the people who live here. On November 28th, Hopkins affiliates and community members gathered outside Brody Learning Commons to hold a candlelight vigil for victims of the Urumqi fire in Xinjiang, China. Students brought candles and flowers to pay tribute to the dead. Urumqi road signs were also present, which represented areas where protests occurred due to rising concerns regarding human rights suppressions associated with the Chinese Communist Party's zero COVID policy. In an interview with the newsletter, the organizer of the vigil said, Hopkins as an educational institution has an obligation to educate everyone about China in a fair way. There's always some problematic way of looking at China from the West, whether it's demonization or putting the U.S. over everybody else. We want people to really have a sense of what's happening elsewhere in the world. Interested in learning how to become a better plant parent? The owner of local houseplant shop B. Willow in Hopkins alum, Liz Veda, shared some tips on how to best take care of a plant via lighting, watering, and picking a plant. First, find out how much light your plant needs and whether that light should be direct or indirect. Veda recommends choosing a permanent spot for the plant since plants get stressed when moved too frequently. Second, plants should not be watered according to the calendar. Instead, look at the leaves and the soil. Some signs your plant may need that extra hydration include shriveled, squishy, or droopy leaves. For the soil, try staking a chopstick in the soil. Depending on the dampness of the chopstick, you'll know how much more water to add, if at all. Lastly, for first-time plant owners, VEDA recommends getting ZZ plants, snake plants, pothos, aglaonema, and dracaena varieties. We encourage you to get them at a local plant shop, so you can learn more in depth about how to care for it by the owner. Happy plant parenting! Last Thursday, the newsletter published The Glow Up magazine, a special fall edition featuring a variety of perspectives that tackled the concept of self-improvement. Make sure to pick up a print copy on campus. You can also check out the full version online on issue. Tis the season! Check out the exciting holiday events as we start off the last month of the year. The Inner Harbor Ice Rink opened up for the season, and it will be open until January 16th. You can also visit the Inner Harbor's West Shore Park for the Christmas Village, an authentic German Christmas market, open 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. daily until December 22nd. As for what's new in sports, before Thanksgiving break, The women's cross-country team also won its NCAA record 8th national championship at the 2022 NCAA Division III championships. The men's indoor track and field team is also predicted to win its 10th straight centennial conference title. This week, men's basketball won against Washington College 88-56, following a string of strong performances during Thanksgiving break. Live video and live staffs will be available at hopkinsports.com. Go hop! That's all for this episode. Thank you for tuning in. For more in depth news, you can visit our website, www.jhunewsletter.com, and find print editions of our paper around campus. The newsletter podcast is produced by Paige Maltzby, audio production by Nils Randers Pearson. Script written by Tommy Song and Claire Park, and edited by Angela Zhu. Production support from Molly Gahagan and Michelle Limba. Music by Ashna Pathan. Thanks again for listening.